There are so many incredible individuals all around our country who are trying to make a difference. They're impacting their communities through their work, talents, and servant hearts. In this series, you'll get a chance to meet them. Welcome to 50 States, 50 Stories. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Matt Marks. Thanks for tuning in our first episode of 50 States, 50 Stories. This is going to be a great podcast, and I'm super excited to have a great first guest with Matt Becker representing the great state. How many times do I say great? Great state of Illinois. Matt, how are you doing today? Matt, I am doing well. I'm very honored that you chose Illinois uh, as your first ever uh, great state in the podcast. So I'm really excited to get this started. Well, thanks for joining today, Matt. And I'll tell everyone a little reason behind this podcast and, and how it got started. I've had this idea for about a year, been sitting on it, thought this would be just a great time amongst all this chaos that we have going on in the world, the pandemic. We just need some good news, right? We need some good stories. And Matt, I don't know about you if you watch a lot of like the evening news at night and things like that, but you know, sometimes it, it, you get all this stuff and it's just depressing and sad, but there's always like the two minutes at the end of every episode or at the end of the news where they always highlight something good and it can be uplifting. I mean, it is uplifting, but it can make you happy. There may be some tears, but it really, you know, pulls at the heartstrings. And that's what I want this podcast to be about. I want it to be that uplifting stories that we hear from somebody, at least one individual from all 50 states around our nation. So Matt, I'm super excited again to have you on here representing Illinois. And uh, it's, it's going to be a great first episode. Could not have asked a better person to join on our first episode. So are you ready? Ready to get started? Ready to rock, man. All right. So let's, let's go in first. Um, Matt, you started a couple months ago, and this is probably an idea that you've had longer than just a couple months ago, but you started a business, Midwest Mindset Supply Company, and make sure if you go on Instagram, and we'll, we'll uh, let you tell about the socials here in a second too, but I was looking through your Instagram page, some great apparels, clothing and apparel. So I want to ask you, what's the reason behind it? What is it? And why should people go to your page and order from you? Yeah, Matt. So really, it's it's similar to what you're starting with your podcast, right? You wanted to bring positivity to people's lives, kind of flipping the script on the negative news versus the positive news. So um, we'll talk a little bit about my travels here in a little bit. But uh, essentially, the long, the shorter story is, you know, went to Oklahoma, spent some time in North Carolina. And there's one thing that stood out to me with those both those states compared to where I grew up, which is Illinois, and currently now live again. Um, it's the, there was a missing state pride, right? So in North Carolina, most recent one, you know, you drive around the state and you see certainly, you know, the schools. You got UNC, Chapel Hill, you got NC State, Duke, Wake Forest, all these big schools, um, as well as some small ones. But everyone's got kind of a, a state outline that says home or, um, you know, something with the mountains and they're like happiness is here well in illinois i never saw that right i never saw like this you know on people the back of their cars with stickers that said you know we love illinois or home or anything like that um so i kind of got this idea kind of like you and over the past few years i've just been thinking about okay this would be kind of cool to start um and maybe not just illinois but let's encompass the whole midwest because i you know, I live pretty close to the Missouri border, so you probably bring someone on from Missouri as well, but um, I don't see a lot of that in Missouri, at least in St. Louis, which is where I'm pretty close to. 
Uh, so I wanted to encompass the whole Midwest. I wanted to bring pride to the Midwest so people could wear clothes, drink out of a coffee mug, maybe hats, just different things that could show off, you know, your home. I just didn't think it was as readily available for people in the Midwest. So I wanted to bring that to them. And um, yeah, I started last September. Uh, so just getting started, really. It's been a big learning process. Um, but once I found out kind of the formula to get rolling, uh, it was kind of one of those moments where it's like, man, you've been thinking about this for years. Let's just dive in. Let's just go for it. So that's how we got started. And, and we're currently on Etsy, selling on Etsy, hopefully soon. The goal this uh, this year would be to get a full-blown website. So add a little bit more of a legitimacy, right? Because a lot of people will go to Etsy and maybe have preconceived notions. I didn't know much about Etsy myself, so all opinions are fair. Um, but you go to a standalone website, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is the real deal. So that's kind of what, uh, you know, spurred the Midwest mindset. I love it. Now you mentioned Etsy. You're also on Instagram. Are you other any other social plat, uh, social media platforms? Yep, we're also on Facebook. Um, so we're working. Um, we were kind of talking about about this a little bit before you know we started recording, but um, just trying to get the actual shopping experience synced between Facebook and Instagram. So hopefully soon, if you go follow us on our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, you'll be able to shop directly from that site. So it might take you to Etsy, but you'll be able to click the product you like go for it um and essentially the production will begin as soon as you hit uh that you like to purchase that awesome and yeah that's midwest mindset supply on instagram and same with facebook right yes sir perfect so matt a lot of we hear this all the time and it probably takes on a different meaning for you you hear all the time on social media people just you know you're having conversations on the street support local buy local for you, you've now entered into this as an entrepreneur. You are now taking this on as a local business, supporting, you know, to represent your home state, your, your local community. So why should people support local? Yeah, man, this is a really good question. I'm a huge advocate for supporting local and, and sometimes even get, you know, support local a little um, misconceived from the fact that, you know, maybe McDonald's isn't a local product, um, but that McDonald's actually might be locally owned. So you still are supporting the community. Um, but really it's it's all about, especially, uh, we might dive into it a little bit, but state of Illinois, the tax money isn't always there. It's a, it's a large state for, for what it is. A lot of people think just Chicago, but there's a lot of small communities you know, from Chicago all the way down to Cairo, Illinois, um, which you've probably never heard of, but I'm um, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there's not much of a reason to, um, but I do want to go visit there someday uh, just to see it's actually at the confluence of both the Mississippi. So one of the most powerful rivers and the other most powerful river, the Ohio river. So I think it's pretty cool. I want to check it out one day, but um, supporting local to me, you know, you're putting your tax money back into the community. So you know, I, I see this a lot. And this is another thing with the Midwest, right? There's a lot of people that are kind of doing an exodus toward the coast, toward the south. And I get that, you know, the, the weather is a little bit warmer, maybe it's a little nicer. Um, and that's kind of where the name Midwest mindset comes from is the fact that it really takes a mindset sometimes to live in the Midwest. We just went through a snowstorm here in Illinois. Um, you know, it only had about probably five, maybe six inches in some areas. Um, but a lot of people certainly don't love that. Um, so it's just kind of a, it's a mindset, but yeah. So supporting local for me, it's, it's just about creating that tax revenue. You're supporting the community. And then all of a sudden things start getting nicer, right? Instead of leaving your community for the coast, 
Well, now it's like, well, we got that local coffee shop because people started investing in the, in the community or we got the local bakery. Um, so that's what it means to me. And it's really important. So anytime you have an opportunity to go shop local, not just on Small Business Saturday, I know that's kind of the, the peak of everyone thinking about it, um, but just making those small conscious efforts. Maybe you pay an extra dollar, maybe an extra $2 to spend local versus, um, you know, going to some conglomerate or, um, you know, multinational company. We spoke, Matt, um, I w- a couple months ago, and you, you highlighted just a little bit in what you were just saying there are a lot of misconceptions about them at the about the Midwest. A lot of people are leaving, you know, East Coast. But why why do you think that? Why are there misconceptions about the Midwest, and why is that totally wrong? <laughs> yeah, well, for me, I think um, from a historical standpoint, the Midwest was very um, production driven, right? It was very manufacturer driven. And since those jobs have left, a lot of the com- a lot of the towns have lost that um, source of income from these people that live there, work there, spend their money. So you know the roads start to degrade a little bit. Um, obviously, we mentioned it's cold. Um, and then you kind of just mix all these feelings together, and it's like, oh, maybe there's there's better opportunity. Um, so really, the misconceptions you've got right. You've got water on the East Coast. You got the beaches. Um, I remember distinctly in undergrad, we had someone come from Florida who was like, man, where's your beaches at? And it's like, well, we got a, we got a lake that we go to. It's got the, the beaches along the lake. Um, Wisconsin's known for their lakes. Uh, and Minnesota's the land of 10,000 lakes. So there's a lot of places to get what you want. Um, I think the seasons are just shortened. And um, again, the mass exodus is it's difficult, but hopefully bringing a little bit of that pride, at least through the little part that I can do, is the goal to, to, to make people feel like this is home and I want to be here. Well, you're definitely doing that. And, and just going through your Instagram page, I mean, I, you talked about the mugs, you talk about the T-shirts. I love, I love the designs. You know, each, each one is just, it, it paints a picture. And definitely you have that pride in wearing it. If you had to pick one, Matt, and I'm putting you on the spot here, and I don't even know if you got your page pulled up. You made so many different designs, but is there one that stands out the most, or are there a top three that you're like, hey, if you want one right now, go to my site, order one right now. This is my favorite. Like, what, what would you pick? Yeah, I think for me, um, and I don't know if you can share this, you know, when you put it on the, the social platforms or, you know, the, the media side, but I love the one that's, it's it just, it's kind of a circle and it says Midwest across it and it says home in the heartland. Um, I think that's, that phrase to me is important because uh, the Midwest, you know, are known for our agriculture. Uh, it's the heartland of the USA. And I just really like that design. Um, some of the other ones I came up with a recent, there's one with a, with a bear and I just, I think it's kind of cool. It reminds me of being outdoors in the woods. Um, not that I've seen a bear personally on my little hikes, but um, they do exist, especially, you know, in Missouri. So um, certainly the Midwest one is my favorite if I had to pick one. Um, and re- recently the bears, those are my top two. So go check them out. Awesome. So Matt, what's, what, what's next? I mean, you've got, you've got the shirts, you've got the mugs, any anything special coming in 2022 in that you can give a sneak peek or anything special coming up? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I touched on it a little bit, but um, I definitely want to get that kind of standalone website uh, to me. It'll add a little bit more legitimacy. Um, also, just sharpening my own skills, my design skills, uh, trying to make, you know, shirts and different things that people want. So coming out with more, um, more products, encompassing more of the Midwest. We focused 
mostly on Illinois and Missouri so far. That's kind of where my home area is. So hopefully expanding that beyond, because to me, and we kind of did this exercise before and, and everyone's geographical understanding is a lot different. So to me, the Midwest encompasses anything from as east as Ohio, as I'd say almost as west, um, you know, toward Kansas and of course, Nebraska, all the way up to North Dakota. So the Midwest is big and we've got a lot of states to cover. So hopefully we can add some different states um, and maybe the states that you'll cover here in the next coming weeks, um, we can come up with some, some stuff. So that's, that's the goal for 2022. I love to hear it, Matt. So for those, again, everyone listening, Midwest Mindset Supply, go find them on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy. Matt, I tell you, again, I tell you, I'm going to get one from you. I, 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 I love it. I love these, these designs. You're doing great work. You're supporting local. And this is, again, this is what it's all about. You're making a difference in your local community. You're representing your home state and you're taking in that pride of Illinois. So I love it. Uh, Matt, anything else you want to add about Midwest Mindset before we move on to our next segment? Um, you know, I, I'll touch just real quick on the, the, the shopping and supporting local. Um, I know I kind of said it, you know, it might be an extra $2 here. Maybe the sweatshirt in my case is an extra 3 to $4 compared to, um, you know, buying it at a big store. Um, but supporting local, you're really supporting people's dreams. Um, so even though that might be an extra 2 $3 for you, you're making someone else's dream come true and allowing them to continue to pursue that and, and hopefully bring you better stuff down the road. I love that. That's a perfect way to cap up that segment. <laughs> I love it, Matt. That, that, thank you for sharing that. So I want to I move on now to talking about your hometown. You're from Highland, Illinois. I want to <laughs> oh, <laughs> learn more about your hometown. Tell, tell, us, tell everyone listening you know, about your hometown, your favorite places to eat, attractions. Help us visualize. So we're, we're right there with you. Uh, what is in Highland? What's it like? Take it away. Oh, man. Highland, Illinois. I'm trying to think about how I could paint a picture of Highland, Illinois. It's kind of a small rural town, um, not as rural as you can certainly get in Illinois. We have about 10,000 residents. Um, so, you know, we have all the amenities that you can imagine um, all the way from like a Walmart uh, to McDonald's and kind of the standard kind of car oriented businesses. But also Highland is in the corner of Madison County, Illinois, um, and we have the county fair. So we've got the racetrack here. We've got local dirt racetrack uh, every uh, Saturday night. Um, and then, of course, once a year is the Madison County Fair. Um, so it's really just a community that mixes all of kind of the being close to the big city of St. Louis and maybe even what's called Edwardsville, Illinois. Um, but you've got kind of that small town country charm. Um, that's really unique. Um, I think one thing to highlight for sure about Highland is uh, a lot of Illinois towns and this, I, I wish it would change and we're, you know, it's all about the mindset. Um, but a lot of Illinois towns have kind of lost their, their downtown. Highland has been able to keep their kind of their core downtown um, filled with businesses, but as well as just aesthetically nice. It's, it's called the square. So nothing crazy as far as the town name, but it's, it's, so you go to the square, but we do different um, you know, local gatherings. So for homecoming, it's kind of the, the a parade goes by one of the more famous streets in town. And then you end at the square and everyone after the parade will walk there and they've got, you know, games for the high schoolers and it's just a big meetup and you go to the local businesses, which is really cool. 
And really we do that for a lot of different um, events throughout the year. So probably the most more recent ones would have been, um, you know, the, the holiday parade uh, for like the Christmas time. So at the, it's the same thing, parade goes by. And at the end, we all ended up at the square. And this is what's really cool. So my girlfriend just moved to my hometown, which is Highland this year. So this was her first kind of uh, Christmas holiday parade. And um, we went, we ran around to the square and they do a countdown, right? They count down and it's, it's like a Hallmark movie, she said. So she's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm living in a Hallmark movie, but they count down and all of a sudden they, they, they connect the, the cords and the whole square lights up with, with beautiful lights and the city does a great job. So it's just one of those towns that you know, um, especially being from there, that's really special. You have all these amenities. You've got the small town charm that everyone talks about, but maybe they don't feel like they have in their community. Um, it's just a great place to live and, and be, man. So um, it's quiet, close to, close enough to cities that you can go do things, but um, it's just your own little world. Right when you mentioned Hallmark, I see the picture. <laughs> uh, you painted it right there for me, man. Uh, so how, how close, what, what major cities? So you said pretty close by is St. Louis, right? Is that fairly close? Yeah, St. Louis is about um, a 35-minute drive, and you're in downtown St. Louis, um, okay. so pretty well connected, um, but obviously still a little bit off the beaten path to where, you know, we're not necessarily what we'd most would consider like a bedroom community. It's not just um, a bunch of suburbs of the city. It's still rural, but again, yeah, 35 minutes from downtown. Oh, that's great, Matt. Now, I want to pivot with that because growing up, you're a big football guy. Oh, Play boy. football. Oh boy. You play football in college. Yep. So you're about to do something special for your hometown this fall that I think <laughs> is so unique because you are literally giving back to your community in other ways, lending your voice. You're the new PA announcer. I thought you were going somewhere way different, but oh, yes. Okay. Um, well, hey, they <laughs> I thought you were going to throw a little jab at me with the St. Louis Rams and the, them going to the Super Bowl and everything this year. But well, um, hey. Well, we can talk about that in a second, too. <laughs> I don't know, but if I want to talk about that. But yes, uh, yeah, I'll be the voice of the Highland Bulldogs this upcoming fall for varsity football. So pretty exciting. Like you mentioned, I was a student athlete in undergrad. I played football at a school called Lindenwood University. Um, ended up getting some injuries that just it wasn't worth continuing to play. But I found my way to the mic somehow, and they let me be the PA guy for one game, um, and I loved it. So it, it was. this has a very distinct memory. Our, the program that I played for was very new. Um, I, I was the first year that the program existed, which was 2012. Um, but this, this had to be 2015, I believe, football season, and we'd never beat a ranked opponent. Obviously, that new of a program never faced uh, you know, a top 25 team, and I was the PA guy. And there was just something so inspiring about using your voice to kind of get the crowd riled up. Like if a third down was coming up, all of a sudden I said, you know, one sentence, all of a sudden it's loud. And it's like, whoa, that's a lot of control. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. I still also currently um, do some announcing for, it's called Worldwide Technology Raceway. It used to be Gateway Motorsports Park near St. Louis, right across the river. Um, so yeah, going to be using my voice for, the local football team here this fall. I'm telling you, NBC, ESPN, <laughs> watch out, Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels. You got Matt Becker coming up here. I, I love it, Matt. That's that, that's such a great that's a great story because again, it's a full circle. You're, I, I just, 
I got no words. I, I think that's <laughs> I think that's so cool. And what a great opportunity. I mean, that already football season gets everyone hyped up. But now you are going to be right there every home game watching the action. Like you said, it's the power of the mic. You're right there. You say one thing, fans go crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, okay, so I got I to gotta ask you, Matt, is there – do you have a catchphrase? Do you have something that you kind of – that's just the, the Matt Becker-esque, like – Man. I don't know that phrase that I don't know crowd fired up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have <laughs> a, a football phrase quite yet um, because obviously I've been doing a lot of racing. It's been a, you know, a handful of years now. It's been 2015 since I did a football game. Um, so I'll have to kind of find my way. I'll maybe, you know, maybe this first season, maybe we can do a check-in or something, but maybe then I'll find that, 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 you know, the phrase that kind of becomes mine. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything in particular, certainly nothing that would be just mine. Uh, you know, I'll say like the third down stuff, which is like, you know, third down, you know, stuff like that, but, um, we'll see. (laughs) That's good. You know, and catchphrase that may be also too for the TV guys, but you know, I I know announcing you're going to have that, you're going to have something that's going to be your unique thing. So I'm excited to to follow up with you and, and hear how that goes. Heck yeah. So we talked earlier, um, about, about your journey. I want to hear a little bit more because you have been from Illinois, spent a little time, how I got to know you, your time at Oklahoma, and then you went out to the East Coast of North Carolina, and now you're back home. Can you share a little bit about that, what that journey has looked like for you, uh, advice that you picked up along the way that has kind of poured back into what you're doing with Midwest Mindset and what you're going to be doing in the fall as a PA announcer? I mean, why does it all circle back and come back home? Sure. Yeah, we can start right there before we get into the journey. Um, to me, uh, it comes down to family, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of beautiful places in the world. There's a lot of cool places to see. But at the end of the day, you've got to have your support network. Um, and obviously, COVID shook a lot of things up for a lot of people around not just the country, but the world. And, you know, you really missed a lot of opportunities to connect with family when you are a 12 hour drive. Um, you can't fly because it's shut down. And it just makes it really challenging. So getting back to Illinois was, was really important um, to me for sure. Uh, Just to be able to come back, see my family. Um, It's one of those weird things. And this is going to get a little morbid, uh, but I've heard other people talk about this on, on other things, right? Um, You get to the point where all of a sudden, if you live far away and let's say your parents are 60 um, and you see them twice a year, right? Um, Well, I don't know the average age that people pass away. Let's say it's 72. So you've got 12 years um, left, essentially, of, of life at that point. Um, you see your parents or your loved ones at that point twice a year. You've got 24 more interactions with them before it's just over. I don't know. That one, something about that really hit me hard. And I thought, man, I love where I live. North Carolina is beautiful. I will never diss on North Carolina. I love that place so much. Um, but getting back close to family was absolutely the main reason for coming home. Um, and I really just missed my community. Uh, I, I touched on earlier, it's just one of those communities that you think about. Um, and certainly at 16, 17, 18, you really take for granted. Um, I was never one of those kids that I, I hear about it, certainly. Um, even people in my town, which is, oh, I can't wait to get out of here, or I can't wait to go live here. Um, but I think a lot of people... Um, regardless of what town you grew up in, I think you have that thought at some point, um, but you always find your way back home. So, and I found mine. 
That's great. I'll tell you, I, I know how much family means means to you. It was awesome a couple of years ago. And I don't remember if it was maybe two years ago now, three years. The last time I saw you, uh, well, in Oklahoma, your family came down. It was for a game. And I mean, <laughs> your parents are awesome. I, your parents are amazing humans. Loved, loved chatting with them. So I know how much family means to you. And so that's really a cool perspective to hear that that played a big part in why you came back home. It, family and having that connectedness is so important. And I think that's a lot of people will, will share that with you, Matt, especially, as you said, in the pandemic and what's going on in the last couple of years. You know, people are like, I want to be home. I want to be with family because, yeah, you just it's it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a very good perspective on that. So thank you for sharing that. Heck yeah. Um, well, and, and like you mentioned, we met in Oklahoma. Um, my prior knowledge to Oklahoma before I moved there, so I spent my whole life in Illinois up to age 21, 22, and moved to Oklahoma. And I, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, one of those people that kind of loaded their covered wagon back in the day. And I'm just like, just going west just to see what <laughs> happens. Um, didn't know anything about it. My dad, he grew up in Iowa, and his perspective of Oklahoma was, Oh my gosh, Matt is going to, he, he felt like it was Siberia. He thought they're going to have winter storms. Like it's just a, it's just barren. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's Southern, more Southern than where we live, but maybe you're right. I'd never been there. Um, but yeah, Oklahoma was a, an amazing experience. Um, especially OU. Um, I will forever be a Sooner, um, no matter how uh, anyone shifts me. I, I love OU. Um, it was probably one of the best experiences um, that I've ever had in my life, for sure. Um, I met some great people. I really grew as an individual. Um, and then, of course, you know, graduated from OU and ended up moving out to North Carolina. Um, the reason North Carolina happened was so I grew up, you know, you in Illinois, we talked about this. I grew up near St. Louis and I'm not trying to, to rip on Missouri or St. Louis, um, but that was my perception of a city. I just, that's what a city was supposed to look like. It's kind of dirty. You know, people aren't always nice, but man, I took a trip to Charlotte, North Carolina and talk about a, a game changer. We were, it was me and my sister, um, our family vacation is a whole different story. Got kind of got side tossed awry. So we just had this week where we're just like, what do you want to do? And I wanted to go to the NASCAR hall of fame, um, which was in Charlotte. And I was like, I always wanted to go there. And it really opened my eyes to how nice a city could be, how nice people can be. I was like, this place is awesome. Um, ended up finding a job out after OU, um, wasn't in Charlotte, but it was in North Carolina, which I, that day that I visited Charlotte, I said, I don't care what point in my life, I've got to live in this state for some period of time. Um, and maybe that's just, you know, the young explorer, you kind of want to get out and away. And that's obviously what led me to Oklahoma. I wanted to expand, meet new people outside of the, the region I grew up. Um, but yeah, North Carolina, whew, it was beautiful. So that's what led me out there. And of course, now we're full circle back in Illinois. That's great. I've, I've not been out to North Carolina before, like what you said, I mean, it sounds amazing. I, I would love to love to visit out there, um, especially like Charlotte area. And, and two, like different, I mean, being here in Norman, Oklahoma, you know, yes, you get to uh, see a lot of just, yeah, just flatland. <laughs> there's not, <laughs> there's not much, but I'm sure out in Carolina, North Carolina, you got just the trees. I mean, just lush green. It's just beautiful. It's so different. I mean, Illinois, to me is very similar to uh, Oklahoma, not necessarily, I mean, there's a lot of farming here, um, 
which I didn't quite see as much in Oklahoma, but uh, yeah, North Carolina, uh, there's not like a flat spot. Uh, it's very rare to see just flat. Um, and yeah, there's so many trees. It was unbelievable to see how many trees there were because, you know, my city, my hometown Highland, it's got, I think it's been like tree, but voted as like a tree city for the past 26 years. So that, that to me was like, well, we got a lot of trees, not even <laughs> compared to North Carolina. So I encourage you to go check it out. It's super cool. Uh, and I can tell you some cool, cool places to visit. Sweet, man. I want to tell you, uh, ask you about this one uh, question. So in your current role, um, you work at the university of Missouri, St. Louis That's correct. Right. Mm-hmm. You work with, you work with um, recruiting and your recruiter and program coordinator. Yep. So you work with a lot of students trying to bring people to university. Talk about that role and how you're playing and investing yourself in the lives of these 18, 19 year old college students coming to campus that are trying to get their education and, and kind of explain a little bit about that role of how, how you're making a difference there. Yep. Um, I work with a little bit different community. Uh, so I, I was with MBA students. Um, yeah, so they're adult, right. mostly adult learners. Um, some are 22 coming straight out of undergrad, but um uh, just a little bit about the role. Uh, UMSL is what it's referred to colloquially here in, in the area. Um, is It's an important kind of cornerstone for St. Louis to me. Um, it's a public university. It's a tier one national research university. Um, but especially me growing up in Illinois, I didn't know much about it. Um, it. It gave me an opportunity, obviously, to come back and really make an impact on the city of St. Louis. Um, of course, I'm a little bit far from St. Louis, but St. Louis is still kind of my home city. If someone asks me, you know, where are you from? I'll say St. Louis for certainly geographic reference, but um, it was really an opportunity for me to come back and make an impact through higher education, which I do believe in uh, a lot. I have a, you know, a graduate degree in higher education. So it means a lot to me. I believe that a lot of things can be done through higher ed. Um, now I will say there are also a lot of things that can be done not through higher ed. It's not a hundred percent necessary for a lot of people. Um, but it is necessary uh, education in general. So it's really important for me to come back, impact the St. Louis region, assist these, these students um, or prospective students that I talk to um, that are kind of on the fence of getting their graduate degree. You know, maybe they graduated 10, even 20 years ago. Some cases, these, I talked to, you know, 45, 50 plus year olds that are like, oh, I really, it's been a goal of mine to be an MBA, you know, to get my MBA. Um, so I kind of walk them through, you know, what's, what's it look like? How much time are you going to spend toward it? Is this something you want? Um, and, and a lot of people find it. Yes. You know, it's always been a life goal there. So I kind of help them on their, their journey to achieve one of their goals. As, as you're helping achieve their goals and you're, and you're recruiting them, is there any piece of advice that maybe someone shared with you in your undergrad or grad experience that you try to relay to those that you're recruiting? Hmm. Wow, Matt, that is a that is a really good question. I know that's um, throwing these questions at you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and this might sound real, kind of counterproductive, counterproductive um, but higher education isn't always the answer. Um, to you know, that's something that I've developed even as having a graduate degree in higher ed. You know, you're not going to hear a lot of higher ed professionals professionals say that. They, maybe they don't want to admit it. Um, but there's a lot of different routes to go, um, especially for the undergrad route. Right. right? So. If you're coming out of high school, there's a lot of options that I, I kind of wish someone would have just mentioned to me um, in my high school is very much, you know, what university are you going to, or did you join the military? Like those are the few options that 18 year old Matt was like, okay, those are my options. I'm going to go to higher ed. Um, shout out military. Cause I, that's, that's a, not a route I could have ever done. Um, so I, you know, for me, it's just the fact that 
there's a lot of options out there. Higher ed's not always the answer. I, I really think, you know, we might see a shift here in the next decade or so, especially, you know, with our children. Um, I don't think there's a lot of parents that'll push higher ed as, as much as our parents did just because of, you know, crippling debt and, and a lot of other challenges that higher ed's going to face in the next decade or so. Um, so that's kind of just a piece of advice. I certainly, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to tell every prospective student, like, don't come here, man. It's not necessary. Um, Cause in a lot of worlds it is. Uh, Cause I will, I'll flip the coin real quick. I talk to a lot of people that, um, come to me and sometimes, you know, they're like, Hey, I need to knock out my MBA. Not from the fact that I am going to get this education and it's going to be important to me, but there have been people that get passed up for jobs. So as much as what I just said has some validity, there are still a lot of organizations out there that if you don't have your graduate degree, your MBA, you're getting passed up for, um, even an interview to get that promotion because some simply someone else has their MBA or their graduate degree, whatever it is. So very complex. Um, you have to make the best decision for you. Of course, I just give them the resources um, as far as, you know, here's what the benefits, the pros and the cons are. It's up to you to make the best decision for you. So uh, that's kind of my little soapbox about higher ed. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love that. Make the best decision for you. I think that's 100% get behind you on that statement because that's mm -hmm. exactly what people need to do is find where, where the best route to take your life, right? So yep. I love that. So Matt, I want to I want to wrap up with this and kind of if you could describe your hometown in one word or describe yeah we'll go with that yeah describe your hometown in one word now, I didn't I didn't tell you this question beforehand I want to get your reaction right here on the spot and you can think about it too what what would it be because I Man. think I have an idea of what you might be saying but I I want to hear what you, what you want what you're gonna say so. I tried to come up with something elaborate as you were explaining. Um, there's only one word that just predominantly stood out to me and it's just home, right? Uh, I know it's in the question, it's hometown, but it's home. This is, you know, this is where my friends are. This is where my family is. This is where the community I want to impact um, either directly or indirectly through what I do. Um, it's the place that I care about. And it's the place that, you know, I want to see succeed, not only for myself, but um, you know, kids and generations down the line it's a special place um so it's it's home i love it the great matt becker representing <laughs> the great state of illinois you know oh <laughs> boy i man I, I love it and this was this was a great interview do you want to throw out your socials again for uh, midwest mindset again for those to give you a follow and go shop yeah. So Instagram at Midwest Mindset Supply. Uh, you can find us there on Instagram. So just a simple follow goes a long way um, to helping grow that. If you want to toss some likes and comments, that helps too. Um, but a follow goes a long way. And then of course, on Facebook, it's Midwest Mindset Supply Co. Um, and, and again, just liking the page, nothing, it doesn't cost anything, but kind of like going back to supporting local, you're helping me achieve dreams. Um, and really that keeps, you know, me motivated to continue to push this stuff out and provide an opportunity for people to wear their home area, their home state, whatever it may be. Well, this was a fantastic episode one. And anybody that's looking to travel to Illinois, I think we got a travel agent right here in Matt Becker who oh, can help boy. you out. <laughs> oh man, you've got some great destinations. Um, <laughs> Yeah, most people are going to think Chicago. So I, I, I do have some connections in Chicago. I guess I can point you in the right directions where to go, where to avoid potentially. Um, but yeah, I'm here to help. And remind us again, the city that right at, that you wanted to go to where that where the rivers converge. Oh boy. Yeah, it? that's it's called uh, Cairo, um, but Cairo. it's spelled like okay. Cairo, Egypt. Okay. Um, 
yeah, it doesn't take much more than a Google search to learn a lot about Cairo, Cairo. It's, it's called Cairo in the state of Illinois, but do your own research, Matt. We'll reconvene your thoughts. It's, it's one of those places that hopefully some positivity gets spread. Okay. Yeah. That's for a whole nother episode. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, Matt, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll see you for our next episode. Go out and make a difference. Take care.